welcome to the High Performance Couples Podcast, a spinoff of the High Performance Insider Podcast. I'm certified high performance coach, Amanda Faust. And I'm David Faust. And we are coming together to share our mission to help couples lead high performing lives. We weren't always a high performance couple, but through working on ourselves as individuals and striving for a next level relationship, we have developed methods to help us continually move towards our highest potential. And we want to help you do the same. Join us as we walk through our highs, like growing our family and finding freedom through entrepreneurship, and our lows, like life after addiction and putting together the brokenness of our marriage, and of course, everything in between. You will walk away with actionable strategies to implement in your own marriage, your business, and overall everyday life. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Welcome to episode 10, Stop Being a Victim. Yes, today we are going to talk about the victim mentality. (laughs) I feel like the last couple episodes I've come in with like some weird voice, but it's like, okay, so something that we work on ourselves and we work on in our family is the victim mentality. It will get you nowhere. Nowhere. Okay. And so, you know, we've spent seasons in our lives where we've been victims, right? So I just want to share about that because when we are the victims, we literally rob ourselves of growth and learning because we can't get past what happened to us, how we feel about it, all of that. And I want want to be clear, I am a feeler. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel the feels. I'm not saying shut it down, don't feel anything and keep going. That is not what this message is about. That's my little disclaimer. This is a message that is telling you that you can feel the feels without being the victim. You can feel the feels and think, huh, I don't want to feel this way. What can I do to change what just happened or what can I do to respond differently to what just happened or what can I do to grow from what just happened and have a learning mentality I was at an event this last weekend with John Maxwell speaking there and he talked about how he wrote many books on failure I plan to read all of them but he was talking about how actually this is funny he was saying that his wife read his first book on failure and she said well you left a lot of your failures out of this i think you could do a whole series on failure (laughs) and he was like okay but it's true right like we have failed so many times we failed in our marriage we failed our kids we failed in our business and just in like the day-to-day everyday life but what sets us apart i believe and something we've had to work towards so it's not just something that we've naturally done but something we've had to work towards is learning from it and making a change and getting better from the failure instead of letting the failure be what keeps us down or what makes us give up. Yeah, it's interesting that you had that experience because one of the books that I'm reading currently is Crucial Conversations, which I highly recommend, but it talks about in a conversation, there are different roles usually that are played, but one of them is the victim and the other is the helpless and the other is the villain. So there's three, I think three, if I remember right. But as I was reading that book, it just made me reflect on a lot of the, the conversations that I've had in the past or those kind of crucial conversations of how I was, like when you give up on that conversation or you choose the easy way out of the conversation, you choose one of those roles to quickly exit out of that conversation when in all reality, it's it's creating more of that victim mentality. I realized after like getting more into the book is not just like, oh, these are, you know, I'm helpless. I'm a victim. I'm a villain. 
the point is that you can take control of the conversation and to be vulnerable and be honest with how you're feeling and giving some disclaimers in the conversation like, hey, I know that you may not mean it this way, but I'm really starting to feel like you don't like me. <laughs> giving kind of that disclaimer of how you're feeling. I think one of the good examples that I can give from the book was taught at a young age. The example used in the book was like when grandma has her Brussels sprout recipe that no one likes, but she brings it over every Thanksgiving. And, you know, you're kind of force it down your throat and say, thanks, grandma, that was good. We're taught at a young age that when you don't like something, you don't want to hurt that person's feeling. But in the long run, you you're become actually, resentful. You, you become resentful. Yep. You yeah. Spirals. <laughs> and you avoid those hard conversations and just instead of, I think you have a story that you could tell about White Castle, but I do. <laughs> but it's it's just taking that ownership of, hey, this is what I'm feeling and thinking early on that conversation and addressing it rather than it spiraling and building and becoming this big catastrophic thing. I mean, I, as I was reading this book, I've so many conversations. They like my old self came up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I let like, things I'm so spiral. I, I'm so embarrassed. I let things spiral so early on. Like I was the guy who would sit quietly in a meeting, but afterward be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're acting that way. Or, you know, yeah, like I can't yeah. believe I said that. But now it's like, I feel like I have those conversations earlier more often. But yeah, you absolutely do. I remember in your early years in corporate, you would come home with all sorts of things to tell me. And my response was always, well, did you say you something? Did you tell him? And he'd be, because I know. Why would I do that? Yeah, I, I don't struggle with crucial conversations. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really good perspective because I imagine it is hard. And um, I mean, I shouldn't say I never struggled because I did. I mean, you brought up the White Castle story, which is really silly, but that was with my grandma. I love spending time with my grandma and she loved white castle and no one would ever go to white castle with her because i will now. rightfully so it's disgusting no it's delicious um, slides like, there so i'm like oh the white castle and i remember going there and trying it and being like this is the worst thing i've ever eaten in my life but she was so excited and so i was like this is great well then it escalated because then every time i would come over she had <laughs> a white castle fro like frozen white castle in her freezer that she would warm up and serve me and we would eat together and i just was like i can't eat this this is terrible but i didn't want to say anything anyway that's beside the point but i've definitely especially with running my own business and a team and and having you know friendships come and go in my life in different seasons i've had to learn like there are crucial conversations and sometimes that's it. Like you have the conversation mm -hmm. and that's it. And it doesn't mean you have to find a way through. It doesn't mean you have to agree. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, stay in close relationship with this person. It could be that you never agree, but yeah. at least you've had the conversation. And that's what this, this was talking about was it literally is like the earlier you have that conversation, the easier it is and the less escalated it is. Cause usually there's a misunderstanding. It's a story you've written for yourself of like, they're really after me and trying to hurt my feelings, you know, and when you actually express that, like, no, not at all. That's not, you know, we write our own story, but in reality, it's completely different from way, maybe the what it was trying to be communicated. Absolutely. And know yourself too, because I will say there, there are lots of times that I have the crucial conversation there in the moment, but there are also lots of times where I, because I am emotional, I know that it's best for me to wait, or I might end up being the villain in the conversation like <laughs> yeah. i am very capable of being the villain if mm -hmm. i do not take time to take a step back 
if I have certain feelings. And so there are times where my crucial conversation has to be put on pause for a minute until I cannot be that character. And so know yourself in that. And I also wanted to say another thing about the conversations too, because the reason why, I mean, there's many reasons why crucial conversations are important. And again, read the book if you want to know more about what exactly a crucial conversation looks like. But we all interpret the same scenario differently. That's just how we are as humans. And we often don't give ourselves or the other person time to really explore what that interpretation is. And so what happens is a scenario will occur. You interpret it one way, they interpret it another way, and there's no conversation about it. And so then we make up stories because our mind has to have a story. It has to, it has to understand it can't, it's called like an open story loop and our brains have to close the open story loop. Otherwise it just can't function. And so we close the loop, whether it's true or not. And so those crucial conversations are important to be able to understand that like, Hey, you did interpret that differently than I did, but at least I understand where you're coming from. And I'm not making up stories that are going to escalate my my feelings of being a victim, my feelings of hopelessness, my villain side. And so, you know, we can't learn and we can't grow um, and we can't set boundaries or make good decisions if we don't have those crucial conversations. Yeah. So another, we talked about crucial conversations. Another form of being a victim is in excuses. So there are lots of conversations I have with people, especially with being a coach, or just naturally, literally like meeting someone at a coffee shop, a stranger, and just talking to them about like, you know, what it, what is it you want to do with your life? Like, who do you want to be? You know, I always have to ask those annoying questions to people. I'm sure they they love that. But more times than not, every single time they share their story or their dream or what they want in life, even if it's a small thing, like I want to start a, you know, a hobby or something that's not necessarily a full-blown career or something, yeah. which is totally great too. It always is followed up with, but, and then they can make an excuse. Mm. And that excuse puts them in a place of victims. Like, I, I can't make this happen because, you know, I'm a victim to time or I'm a victim to my kids or I'm a victim to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And so I'm very, very passionate about not being the victim because honestly, if you're not doing something, it's because you don't want it that bad. Yeah. A great question I've been asked in those situations, like, what would a, what would your life look like if that didn't exist? Or yeah. if it's a way I think that you can overcome that victim mentality. Yeah, I agree. And so I feel like if you are following up a vision or a goal or a dream or a habit that you want to develop, then if it's followed up with a but blank, then start to notice like, okay, is that true? Like, is that really true? Or am I just being a victim? And, you know, sometimes it is true. Like sometimes you really are too busy, but that doesn't mean, and please hear this, that doesn't mean that you don't do it. That means that you need to make some adjustments to where yeah. you're less busy if you really want it. As I was saying, there's a difference between saying, I'm too busy or it's not at the top of my priority list right now. Yeah. Because then you can always adjust it. It's, so powerful. Yeah. It's making that thing. Well, if it needs to be a higher priority, then you need to adjust that. And that's what you can address. Yeah. Instead of just saying, well, I don't have time for it. You can't make an excuse. Yeah. No, I remember for the longest time too, like, so David and I have been working together for a few years now and he's always been supportive. So that has never been an issue. But I will say there were times where he had less time to help around the house. I mean, your amount of help with the kids and help around the house is just 
skyrocketed since you've come home because of different seasons and stuff in my business and needing a lot of support. We do make a good team. But there were times where I could have easily been like, well, he doesn't get home till, you know, late from work because he would have a commute. And well, he doesn't get home till late. And then by the time the kids get to bed and we spend family time, we do this. I don't get to, I can't run my business. I can't do it. And it was like, no, you can, but you just have to adjust things. You just have to move things around or you just have to have lower expectations for it now, but you can still keep it going. You can still get it started. And so I didn't become full-time in my business until about three years ago. So it would have been easy for me to just be like, well, I can't get started till the kids are in school. And honestly, there were times I wanted to make that excuse because I was tired and they were young and David was gone a lot. And, but I, what I didn't say like, well, what can I do with the time I have? How, how can I move the needle forward in this season of life and start asking yourself those questions instead of, well, my husband's not around or my wife's not supportive or I, the kids are in activities or whatever it is, you know, and that if that's true and that's your priority right now, that's great. Don't stop doing those things because you have these other dreams over here. Like maybe they do need to be put on pause, but just make it to where it's your choice and it's not you being a victim and not making excuses. Yeah. That reminds me, I don't know why I came across this video. I was going through old videos trying to find something and I came across one. It was you when it was just Evelyn and Liam at home at the time. And they were really young. I don't even think in school yet, obviously, because they were at home. But you, people, I think I remember you making a post like people ask me how I get it done. And it was you. It was a time lapse video of Amanda sitting on the couch working, but then getting up and dealing with the kids. Like nine hundred ninety-seven. It was like nine hundred ninety-seven times. But it was just like one of those where it, that when you're saying I could have made an excuse, like yeah, the kids like literally were distracting her and asking her stuff, and like Liam had a little computer like acting like he's working next to her, like. I don't know about you, but that would be very distracting for me and not make it hard for me to get my work done. I'm glad she was at home at that time and not me, but it just, it is. It's, she didn't make excuses and she just got it done. Yeah, and she made it, it work. Was easy. It, it was still hard. And she wasn't neglecting the kids either. She was like making a part of her daily routine and making it fun for them. That's when he got his laptop out and worked next to you. Yeah. I was like, that's... I forgot about that video. Yeah, it's fun. It was. Yeah, I was trying to show because there were just so many people that would tell me that, you know, I wish I could do that or I wish I could do that. And I wanted to be like, listen, I'm not over here building what I believe is going to be an empire one day in this like luxury office space. <laughs> like at the time, I was yeah. literally like messy bun sitting there, probably had leggings on, who knows? And no the kids like... were interrupting mm-hmm. over and over and over. and you see it in the video i yeah. should up, i should down, look up, for that but, got them food. yeah and so just being able to see that like the reason why i did that was because i i truly wanted it and yeah. so you know there's other times i have ideas and they don't happen and that's because i don't want it that bad yeah and so just please know this is a guilt trip of like you should be making your dreams happen this is instead it's really notice what your dreams are and notice like what you, like what you said what it, what do you want to prioritize and not make yourself a victim if it's not happening you yep. are in control of your life nothing else yep exactly so the first one to find that video on amanda's facebook and tag episode 10 <laughs> when's it we'll send a free planner to you i'm just kidding that's <laughs> no like, but really we will that's very <laughs> <laughs> if it's not our event. If you listen to episode nine, you'll hear us talk about teaching personal responsibility and an example of our daughter taking personal responsibility. But that's a family value as well. And so I just want to share that like 
that is a really good way to fight against the victim mentality is when you start to blame people or circumstances or the season of life, stop and think, okay, how can I take personal responsibility for how I'm feeling right now? And how can I take personal responsibility in what my response is, what what happens next, right? Because we can't always stop that initial feeling of helplessness or victimhood. Like it just happens, right? Like we, I probably experience that every single day a little bit, right? But it's like, what do you want to do with that feeling? Do you want to sit in it? Probably, probably not. I don't think anyone wants to sit in it, but we do. And so learning to be like, okay, is this a feeling I want to sit in? Or is there something I can do about this feeling that is going to help propel me towards the direction I want to go? Yeah. And knowing what that direction is. (laughs) No, one thing about taking responsibility reminds me that something that I have learned over the years is I like to be the expert on everything. That's part of my Enneagram type is I I like to know everything or be the expert on it. But the downside of that is you can have a little bit of like it can be your Achilles heel that you think you know everything. If there are certain topics that are brought up, I would automatically be like, well, I know more than this person. Probably just shouldn't say that. (laughs) No, I actually want to, I want to speak on that. And when you're keeping this in the podcast, there were so many times, and I love I you, know. David. You're not like this now, which is why I can say it. There were so many times where I would look at him because he would, an, an actual expert would speak on something that David has maybe read oh, an article best. on. Mm. And he'd be like, well, actually. actually. And he would tell me. I get this face. I get this like whole posture about yes. it. I'd be like, actually. <laughs> what is it like? To be an expert no, in everything. Yeah. I remember asking that to you several times. And oh. You'd be like, ah, you know, but it's true. It is true. But what I had learned with the whole victim mentality is that, like, I think when you are more of a victim is when you think you know everything. If you can take on the posture, I brought up the posture of how I posture myself. You can take on the posture of, like, I'm always learning. I'm always growing. Yeah. I'm never going to be the expert. Even if I know more than someone else, someone else is going to know more than me. Yeah. So I can always learn something. When a situation comes up that you're being called out on, I think if you can take it as a learning experience, like, oh, well, I've never thought of it that way. I didn't know I'd come across that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. And so having that posture of learning and growing rather than trying to know it all. Because that's where it's like, for me, it was when I had a victim or sometimes do have a victim mentality. It's like, I already know it all or I know better or I. And they just don't listen. And they just don't listen to me. Yeah, it's because you automatically justify your actions and why you've done something. When in reality, it's like kind of what you were saying earlier in the podcast. You're the way you perceive something is different from someone else or interpretation. So ultimately, you may be wrong, even though you think you're right, which I mean. No, you're you're su- you're way more humble now, and and David does. This is like ten years. I think it was like first couple of years of our marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like twelve years in now. So that was a while ago. Yeah, but I yeah I oh gosh yeah. <laughs> I so back many things my... we look back on. Oh god, David, it's been a journey, and we if you didn't have the journey, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Exactly, <laughs> we uh, you will always have stuff to talk about. It's been really good. So yeah, I think that a lot of the trigger, as I said, I kind of talked about this at the beginning of the podcast and we went off in multiple different directions, but that's okay. (laughs) We're going to have some podcasts really focused and action oriented and some that are just conversational and just our thoughts. And that's what this is. And I think that they're both beneficial in their own ways. But we did talk at the beginning about how failure can often make us want to be victims because failure doesn't feel good. You know, when we quote unquote fail, it makes us automatically 
be the victim because it can't be our fault. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have failed because of something we did or we said or we will whatever. And so being able to be a learner, like you said, I love that posture of learning. That is a really key thing that I try to think about and I try to do. And, you know, what could I have done differently here? And not even that I failed, but what, you know, what could I have done differently to get a different result? Or, you know, learn to ask yourself questions that aren't related to victimhood, you know, not, oh, like, why did I deserve this? Or why did they say that? Or, you know, this like, what is me questions, but more so like, what could I learn from this? What could I do differently? What kind of outcome could I get had I done this instead? Like, you know, just do ask yourself empowering questions, not disempowering questions and, and start to know, like, maybe, maybe you're listening to this and thinking like, oh, I'm not a victim, but like, watch your response the next time something doesn't go your way. What are your thoughts? Because there's times I would have said, no, I'm the villain. I'm not the victim. I remember David telling me about the book and how he was feeling like he spent a lot of his years being the victim. And I was like, I think I spent a lot of years being the villain. And I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but then as I was reflecting, I was like, oh, I've had my fair share of victim too. And so being able to really notice that in the moment and start to think like, okay, I don't want to be this way. So what are some questions I can ask myself to approach conversations and just life in general differently yeah. and stop being the victim stop being the victim yes so that concludes this episode do you want to close this out with any last minute thoughts read the book crucial conversations yes. i think it's a good one not just for victims but that's also just an overall great book yeah and or any of john maxwell's books on failure on failure yeah i haven't read it's a different perspective i haven't read them either but he gave a whole talk on it and so i know i'm gonna love the books yeah. so Stay tuned. We'll probably talk about them at some point. There's, I mean, if he can write all those books on failure, then that means that uh, there's plenty to talk about on that topic. So anyway, let us know what your thoughts are. We are at, this is the 10th episode. So a lot of people, if you look at podcasts, they stop at 10. A lot of people don't go past 10 Mm -hmm. episodes. In fact, my very first podcast didn't get past episodes intentionally. I didn't want to go past 10. I just wanted 10 because I didn't want to be a podcaster. I just wanted to have a place where people could go and learn the topics that I coached on so that they could get a feel for like my curriculum and what I believed and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, no, I'm not going to be a podcaster. Well, guess what? We're going past Uh-oh. 10. Now it's official. <laughs> now like my Performance Insider podcast went past 10, so I can do it. But you got it. We're going to keep going. We're doing our best. We know we haven't been as consistent as we want to be again with the whole I'm not a victim. It's not that I'm too busy. It's that it's not a priority right now. We're going to get on here and talk when we have something to say. We're not going to force it. And we want to add value to you guys. And so if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We're hoping to do some interviews soon. So we will keep going. Yes, coming on. Yes, we will keep going with some really exciting guests, some fun topics. But We're just going to do this when we can. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the High Performance Couples Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review to help us spread the word. Also, we wanted to let you know about a free resource we created that you don't want to miss. We love helping couples find ways to connect and go deep with one another. No more surface level conversation. It's time to really get to know one another on a deeper level. So we created high performance couples conversation cards to download for your next date night. 
Head to the link in our show notes to download our free couples conversation cards and take your dates to the next level. Then email amanda at highperformanceinsider.com and let us know what you think. Until next time, keep pursuing your highest potential.